Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. The topics on today's episode include interest rate sensitivity, my interview with Ally Homes, Glenn Brunker, on what sort of housing market correction we should expect to see and how originators are winning business, and the summer doldrums continue in the bond markets. Thanks to Built Technologies for sponsoring today's podcast. Join Built Technologies on June 20th at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time for an exclusive webinar that will dive into proactive portfolio monitoring. During this event, gain valuable knowledge from Built's experts as they share best practices for achieving greater visibility into your construction portfolio. Unlock the secrets of successful portfolio management and learn how to leverage the power of data-driven decision-making. There's a lot going on, and not only what the Fed's decision will be at its meeting next week. We have the smoke drifting down from Canada and slowing or stopping flights in the Northeast. The Wall Street Journal reporting that China and Cuba have signed an agreement for a Chinese eavesdropping station in Cuba. And for rate watchers, TREP has come out with a report showing interest rate sensitivity with commercial loans, cousin to our residential loans, and their sensitivity to refinancing given interest rates. Yes, interest rates impact everything to do with borrowing and lending. New data revealed real estate investors purchased 48.6% fewer homes in the first quarter of 2023 than they did a year earlier, according to the latest market report from Redfin. That's the largest annual decline on record and outpaced the 41% drop in overall home purchases in the 40 major metros analyzed. Investor purchases fell 16% on a quarter-over-quarter basis, comparable with the 15% quarterly drop in overall home purchases. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome to the show Ally Homes' Glenn Brunker to talk about what sort of housing market correction we should expect to see and how originators are winning business. Mr. Brunker is the president of Ally Home and is responsible for leading the growth of Ally's mortgage business. He has oversight of both the direct originations and bulk acquisition businesses, as well as the responsibility for the servicing platform. He also leads the secondary marketing and business line risk functions. He has extensive executive experience in leading banking operations, secondary marketing, production channels, and all key risk functions. Before joining Ally in 2018, he held several leadership roles in financial services at Bank of Oklahoma Mortgage, Fifth Third Bank, National City Bank, and Oak Street Mortgage. There are a lot of risk factors out there right now, whether that's uh, mortgage rates being high, rate hikes from the Fed's inflation battle, uh, there's low inventory out there. All this has kind of combined to create speculation of a housing crash on the horizon. But I, I would ask you, why are we more likely to see a correction than a crash this year? I actually see some there's some encouraging signs out in the marketplace today. You know, number one, I see some demand for new building. So we've seen now three consecutive months, even with rates approaching six and a half percent, we're seeing seeing a strong, resilient consumer. Uh, we're not seeing the level of home price corrections that we anticipated as a result of inventories. Uh, with both the purchaser and their seller staying in balance. Uh, so again, I, th- I think the Fed is most likely nearing uh, a, a, a ceasing of continued rate increases. And as soon as the Fed s- sends a signal to the market that we are done, and I do think that's going to happen over the next one or two months, 
Uh, I think we'll see some level of rate correction starting in the first half of the year uh, in 24. Uh, so I do think there'll be some continued pressures on housing over the next three to six months. Uh, but I do see uh, buyers and sellers re-entering the market uh, as we hit the latter half of the year and going into 24. And I don't see the likelihood of a housing crash. It certainly seems like the Fed funds futures market has gotten ahead of the Fed on multiple occasions where I say, oh, the Fed, you know, the Fed's ready to pause. And they they price that in and the Fed essentially goes, I don't, I don't know about that. And then rates subsequently rise again. So I'm I'm looking forward to that moment too, where the Fed set the comes from the horse's mouth that the, the Fed is finally done. But I think the big issue for borrowers out there, in addition to some of the affordability constraints here or high rates, is supply. There's no supply on the market. And you you mentioned that that building might be picking up, which would be very welcome. But in your opinion, what what is going to fix the housing supply problem? Yeah, right now, and I, I'm probably an overused answer, but I do think rates will dramatically on the short term as start to escalate inventories. Right now, we see a very strong golden half handcuff scenario out there where buyers are unwilling to list their home, or I'm, I'm sorry, are unwilling to purchase a home. Sellers are unwilling to list their home because we're seeing rates back up in that six and a half, seven percent range. As soon as rates start to trend down uh, in that five and a half-ish range, I think you're going to see a lot of pent-up demand and pent-up supply coming on market. You know, secondly, when you start looking at it, we talked about new home building. We're going to see, and we have seen now for three consecutive months, the home builders are healthy. They're adding inventories out there, and they're starting to uh, be healthy and, and, and bring to market homes in a different way uh, by paying points, et cetera. So the combination of both new inventory coming on the market with, with sellers willing uh, to entertain that option and home builders, you know, other than that, I do think there's going to be some level of, of necessity around government intervention. You know, how do we solve the problem of new housing supply and how do we solve the problem of new home buying and, and entry level homes? Right now, so many of those homes are going towards investment buyers. And there's going to need to, be, need to be some level of regulation to allow more of those lower price homes to come to market and allow that new home buyer to be fueled in terms of future home purchases. So supply will certainly help the affordability issue, but that still looms as, as this elephant in the room. Nobody wants to buy a house with a, a six and a half percent or seven percent interest rate on a 30 year fixed. When it comes to affordability, what do you see helping on that front? And I guess beyond the easy answer of higher supply or lower mortgage rates. Yeah, so exactly to your point. I mean, affordability is a serious issue. We're now seeing 37-year lows in affordability. So that's not going to self-correct in the next six to nine months. But, you know, I do believe, you know, rates, you know, I know it's the standard answer, but you start coming back down to five, five and a half, that's going to be a significant positive in terms of moving affordability in the right direction. You know, secondly, when you take a look at economic certainty, uh, you know, buyers are going to come back in the market uh, when they start to see positive trend line and affordability, and that will be with rate reduction, inventory surges, et cetera. Uh, so again, you're not going to see immediate, uh, you know, uh, a Pollyanna-ish uh, immediate correction back to uh, pre-pandemic levels of affordability. 
uh, because what we saw back in, you know, uh, three, four, five years prior with unprecedented rates in the two and a half to three, that's not going to return. But I do think when the market restabilizes in that four to five percent range, you know, say 18, 24 months out on mortgage rates, you're going to see affordability come back into play. And there's still a lot of buyers out there that are very comfortable with the payments today. They're just uncomfortable at the six and a half rates. So when we start seeing the five and a half, so you're going to start seeing in improvement in housing demand and purchasers coming back in vogue. So I want to ask you about home prices, but I'm, I'm going to throw in a caveat here and say home prices, it's kind of like measuring inflation in a way where you say, oh, inflation is 5% for the economy. And it's like 5%, that's like saying the, the ocean is on average 150 feet deep. You know, it doesn't tell you a lot about what's really going on. So when it comes to home prices, I, I guess how metro dependent uh, will future movement be? And 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 more generally speaking, do you see them going trending up or down from here? Yeah, yeah. number one, it, home prices are obviously very sensitive to geography in the U.S. We're seeing a lot of variability. Uh, those areas that are the highest spikes during the pandemic will most likely have the, the highest drop. I feel like we've seen and experienced most of the pain. Uh, we've already seen home prices uh, come off by about 15% on a national average. So we're still holding on to annualized gains of slightly greater than you know 1%. Uh, I do think we're going to have a little bit more HPI decline on a national average, maybe another 3 to 5 maybe even 8% in some select markets. But I think most of that pain around HPI decline has been realized. And again, as I noted earlier, because although there really is an absence of a spring purchase market out there, there is still in, in, in equilibrium, the buyers and the sellers. So as long as there's some level of balance in those two, you're seeing muted HPI decline than what we anticipated or expected. So I think most of the pain has already been felt. You're going to see a little bit more as we enter the 3Q, three, uh, the, the 4Q of 23. But I, but I think uh, we'll soon to be we'll seeing stability. And as inventory start to escalate, uh, as buyers and sellers return to the market, as the Fed de- declares they're done with their inflation battle, you'll start to see uh, a, a muted HPI steady growth, uh, which I anticipate will start in early 24. I was reading an article online that had some quotes from you, and you used the term at one point, buyer to seller correction, and said this was, in, in your opinion, the likelihood of what was going to happen. So what is a buyer to seller correction, and, and why do you see that as a likelihood? Yeah, so I I really believe that we saw in, during the pandemic years, obviously, tremendous demand uh, built by low rates. And as a result, we had uh, uh, purchasers that were in a very difficult position. Uh, and as a result, you know, the sellers were in, in dominant control of that relationship. Uh, there were, you know, really no opportunity to get home inspections, really very little opportunity to negotiate price. And as as the market starts to restabilize, which I believe we're well into that transition today, you're going to see a nice balance uh, of buyer and seller uh, negotiating uh, abilities as we go forward. And, and, this, and the buyer is going to have much more uh Ability to negotiate price, ability to negotiate concessions, ability to negotiate home inspections. And as a result, that's going to be favorable for the new buyers as they come into market over the next six to 12 months. I want to close by asking you about what you're working on over at Ally Home. 
obviously the the big stories in the the mortgage industry is that volumes down it's tough out there tough times companies are scaling when it comes to you going out and winning business where's your focus the consumer experience uh, and education would be the predominant line we recognize that this industry here at ally is is becoming commoditized it has for several years uh, the migration to the 30-year fixed mortgage has been dominant uh, by in terms of consumer demand. And what we're focusing on is providing a best-in-class digital experience for our consumer. Uh, so we have uh, one of the strongest NPS scores in the industry. Uh, we really focus on that customer journey all the way from pre-approval uh, through funding to ensure, ensure it's transparent, it's on time, and it's certainly uh, priced very competitively. Uh, so that's our focus. In addition, uh, we here at Ally lean into education and transparency. Uh, so we, throughout our entire storefront, throughout the entire experience, we're extremely transparent, no fee lender. Uh, and as a result, we bring that to market. And as a result, we're a very uh, highly trusted brand. And we think that's going to differentiate us today. Uh, and we're already seeing the fruits of that labor and we'll continue to differentiate us tomorrow. Well, I wish you the best of luck in that effort. Uh- I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. I thought this was valuable information for our listeners. And uh, here's to here's to a, a good spring home buying season and a, a more favorable uh, environment for, for both lenders and borrowers going forward. Yeah, well, thank you, Robbie. And I uh, really appreciate the opportunity. And you have a great day. Mortgage rates treaded water to kick off trading yesterday ahead of next week's Federal Open Market Committee meeting but subsequently rose after a surprise 25 basis points hike by the Bank of Canada. The Canadian central bank's raise after two consecutive pauses spooked U.S. money markets for a potentially similar path by the Fed at its meeting next week. Rate movement right now is all about the markets re, 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 figuring out the Fed. Traders have gotten way ahead of the Fed three times since last July and have paid dearly for each of those false starts in the form of painful bear flattening, and sloppy pricing liquidity. Current futures pricing implies a nearly 4 out of 5 chance that the Fed will hold rates firm at the current 5 to 5.25% level next week. For perspective, one month ago, 75 base points of cuts were priced in as the highest probability for the remainder of this year. When and how central banks will declare some measure of victory over price surges and stop or even reverse more than a year of tightening will play a big role in volumes for the remainder of 2023. It's another light scheduled news date today. The calendar is underway with weekly jobless claims and at 261,000, which are up 28,000 from last week, and continuing claims registered at 1.757 million. Later today brings wholesale inventories and sales. Treasury announcing the details of the mini refunding consisting of $40 billion of new three year notes, $32 billion of reopened 10 year notes, and $18 billion of 30 year bonds, and Freddie Mac's latest primary mortgage market survey. We begin the day with agency MBS prices roughly unchanged Wednesday night, and the 10-year yielding 3.77 after closing yesterday at 3.78%. The two years yielding 4.50%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Here's food for thought, part 405. I haven't gotten anything done today. I've been in the produce department trying to open the stupid plastic bag. If you find yourself feeling useless, remember, it took 20 years, trillions of dollars, thousands of lives, and four presidents to replace the Taliban with the Taliban. (laughs) Turns out that being a senior is mostly just Googling how to do stuff.
I want to be 18 again and ruin my life differently. I have new ideas. I'm on two simultaneous diets. I wasn't getting enough food on one. And I put my scale in the bathroom corner, and that's where the little liar will stay until it apologizes. Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Build Technologies. Join Build Technologies on June 20th at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time for an exclusive webinar that will dive into proactive portfolio monitoring as Build's experts share best practices for achieving greater visibility into your construction portfolio. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.